Space anime. Hello. Welcome back to Podcast of the Galactic Heroes. You're like 10 episodes deep, so you're stuck now. Uh, <laughs> I think that's forever. officially the line of, you're here forever. Sorry, dork. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I didn't think we'd open up that grimly, but you're fucked. You're here. Uh, no, but uh, we're doing uh, episodes 43 to 47 today. Uh, 43 just kicks off immediately. Galactic Empire is doing their huge siege on, on Izzelhorn. Uh, Yang keeps delaying, which is making him super pissed, basically. Like, uh, or, no, that was later when everyone was starting to get really frustrated with Yang, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the beginning, he just kind of sits there and chills to see what uh, Rutenthal's going to do. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. they people get all frustrated, so he says, okay, go out and try to attack him, which is what Rutenthal was waiting for, because he sends all of his ships really quickly into like a clusterfuck situation, which makes it so they can't use Thor's hammer because they would hit all of their, you know... Free Planet Alliance ships. Yeah, basically, like, he knows that Yang would never blow up his own own side, yeah. Yeah, so he's just... Thor's hammer is less of a scalpel and more of, well, a hammer. So it's not... (laughs) You know, he's not going to be able to, like, pick out people and stuff. Yeah, it is a legitimate... It's a laser hammer for very big ships. But, yeah. So, uh, Yang sees this happening. He's like, well, I gotta do something about this. Uh, If I know Rutenthal, I know one thing, that he gets very one-minded about trying to kill me. So, um, he sends out his own ship, the Hyperion, which is, like, Yang's flagship. This gets, like, Rutten laser focus on trying to, like, destroy it. Um, But during Mm -hmm. all this, he uh, has talked with Shenkop, and Shenkop sends a boarding ship to Rutenthal's ship. Um, so the Rosenretters, led by Shunkop, get on top of, get into Rutan's ship. Yeah, there's kind of a weird, a few weird leaps in logic here, because for, for starters, the ship got to hit, got right on top of his without being detected. And yeah. secondly, as opposed to shooting the ship, they decide, no, we're going to latch on and go on board. Yeah, I made the point with Zorak when I watched that, like, they could have just put a nuke inside that boarding ship yeah, and then yeah. problem solved. But, uh, um, I think at this point, it's more of just a passion project for Shinkop. <laughs> yeah, Shin- Shinkop refuses to be on any ships that have guns. He can only yeah. have axes. Like, I remember, because when I was watching it, I was watching it just, like, earlier today, because I uh, had to, you know, do that. Uh, it, I remember, like, looking away and looking back, and then Rutenthal and Shinkop were, like, swinging axes and shooting at each other and shit. And I was just like, when the fuck did that happen? Because <laughs> it, it was just, like, all at once. Like, they're just like... Here's Shen Cop, and he's just cutting up guys. And it, I was like so confused because it happened so fast. I thought it was like him defending the fortress at first, but it was like, no, he's just, he's there. Yeah. He's done enough times that we just let you just assume Shen Cop's in. I'll give Shen Cop like, the Shen benefit Cop's of the doubt in. in that knife fight. The knife, they had a knife fight and it came to a draw. And I'll give Shen Cop the benefit of the doubt. He was probably like 50 dudes in by that point. Royenthal was already winded. Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah, I actually Royenthal read that was... as Shen Cop kind of having the upper hand, but during, like the fight got interrupted by a bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of broke mm-hmm. up. I mean, but, it seems like Shen Cop would overwhelm him. Like just purely on a skill level, like Shen Cop seems to be the pinnacle of axe and stab. Like, that's his shit. <laughs> so. Yeah, so Shenkop um, and the rest of the Rosenretters eventually disengage from that, go back to the fortress and tell Yang, hey, sorry, we didn't get anything done. We tried our best. Yeah, and that also mm-hmm. leads to Royenthal falling back because he realized, oh, I fucked up. This can't happen again. So everybody pulls back and then the whole battle yeah. comes to an end it, for the time. Yeah, being. it turns into a bit of a stalemate of war of attrition um, because no one really wants to jump on in. Like, obviously, the Free Point Alliance doesn't want to send ships out to get blown up and Brutenthal doesn't want to jump in and get, you know, attacked by Shankoff again or anything. <laughs> so um, there's a couple Which, scenes. Like, uh, for what it's worth, it seems like 
Rutenthal does have an understanding of just like, you know what, this seems like the wrong thing, but this is actually fine. Like, this is what our objective was, was to just oh, yeah, yeah. kind of tie him up to, for a real know, long stalemate time. this shit and tie yeah, up Yeah, like, everyone's like, oh, we should go in, we should get Yang, and he's just kind of like, no, like, we're good, we're, we've done our mission. Like, if we want, if we get an opening, we'll go for it, but otherwise, that is not what we're here to do. We're here to lock him up, and we've done it. So, good. <laughs> like, great. Yeah, there's some uh, scenes during the stalemate session, like, of stuff going on, like, Popolon and Konev are just chatting about nothing, saying that they're getting bored, late being on alert all the time. Um, Yang goes home at Frederica's urging to get some rest, and he talks with his cat for, like, half an hour. Mm-hmm. About how I love how there's the backdrop of these battles, and it cuts over to Yang giving his cat some milk and just talking to it. Yeah, he's talking about like, how he's could... fed up with the fact that, like, he knows the real forces are going to be going through Fazan, but there's nothing he can really do since he's stuck here and all that. It was really good, too, because you could tell he was, like, really reaching for just someone to bounce shit off of because Julian wasn't there. Because, like, he's feeding the cat and he's like, oh, man, right, Julian being gone is bad for you, too, buddy. Maybe I should have someone else take. And he said, like, a name. I can't remember who it was. But he's like, maybe I should have her take care of you. And the cat was just like, meow. And he's like, oh, you understand English. Great. Okay, so battle strategies. <laughs> he starts like talking about tactics to yeah, his so this, Let like, me drag this plan by you here. Let me unfurl this map for a second. Yeah, while he's talking to the cat, like he has his eyes shut, and the cat just walks away because it's having none of that. <laughs> just falls asleep on the couch nearby. Yeah. So uh, back during the battle, the Glycodipper decide to use the like, hit and run strategies because they're just trying to, of course, delay Yang from doing anything. Um, Yang keeps on firing Thor's hammer every once in a while, but it's not really doing a whole lot since Rutenthal's not really committing a whole bunch of ships to this. Um, and they're not charging it all the way. Like, Yang's yeah. clearly trying to do it just to, like, keep space, just keep space open a little bit, try and keep them from getting too close in. Yeah. Uh, also, like, they specifically mention uh, during the attack, he's like, oh, well, we can't win the strategy this way. We're not going to overtake the whole thing. And he's like, we're going to just take this eventually, but we don't want to let Yang's escape be, like, clean and easy. We want to, you know, fuck with him a little bit. So launch, and he says directly, he's just like, are you asking me to launch a nuisance attack? He's like, mm, I wouldn't have put it so bluntly, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly that, yes. So um, they keep doing that for a while. They're specifically also targeting the turrets on top of the Islehorn Fortress, so they take less casualties as they do these hit and runs. Um, mm-hmm. There's not really a whole lot Yang's doing at this point. Um, at this point, there is a... Uh, there is a broadcast to the Galactic Empire, and we see this through the eyes of Rupert and Rubinsky talking. But um, Reinhardt has said that he is launching all fleets over to Isilhorn to help Rutenthal in his struggle against the stalemated Yang at the fortress and all that stuff. Rupert and Rubinsky, of yeah. course, know that this is a huge fake, and they're actually coming to Fazant, but no one else yeah. seems to know. Um, yeah, they, it's... And I mean, it's like it's a really good cover because he is he has footage of him deploying every fleet and yeah, just announcing like we're going to go take Isilhorn. And everyone's like, well, I mean, that's clearly what he's yeah. doing. And um, the uh, final scene of the episode is just Reinhardt and Hilda watching a million ships leave Odin. It looks real pretty. Yeah. And just saying like, so this is the beginning of the end, huh, Fräulein? Yeah. It's kind of like, yep, yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> So uh, episode 44 starts out, um, we see the perspective of two guys on Mittmeyer's ship, like two, I don't know, enlisted guys talking about how, uh, like, they were looking at nav coordinates or something, and like, hey, this isn't going to Isilhorn, where are we going? Um, Mittmeyer eventually comes on and does a whole broadcast of the fleet saying, hey, we're going to Fazan, and they're all, like, kind of, can, can, can we do that? Are we allowed to? But um, oh, Holy shit. <laughs> can you do <laughs> can that? Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, like it's just his plan this is... This moment of everyone being like, wait, but there's a treaty here is we're that, gonna ignore the treaty is that legal 
Can you do that? What the fuck? Nothing <laughs> in the rules that say you can't overrule what about the, a government. What about the, the treaty? We're going to say no. What? Huh? We checked, and there there is a rule that says dogs can't play basketball. <laughs> but not in space. Finally, the loophole we've all been waiting for. Space Bud. <laughs> I think there actually was a Space Air Buds movie. So Space Buddies Fuck or this. something. Okay, you talk about the story. I'm I'm looking up Space Bud. Like I'm looking up Air Please Bud join us for Legend of the Galactic space. Heroes sequel podcast. All the Air uh, Buds. It is Space Buddies. Yeah. It's yeah. Space Buddies. There you yeah, go. it exists. 2009 Space Buddies. If I remember it only correctly, got a two there was out of awful two CG out of in that. Well, speaking I, of know, awful CG, we can get to cover, that later in these like episodes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we get some fucking ruby-ass animated I'm so glad you took a grotesque. screenshot of that. I was wondering if oh, y- y'all would point that out. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> anyway, back on track here. Uh, Mittmeyer does the broadcast of the fleet, so they're going to Fazan. Um, their plan is to make you know, capture and control Fazan, make it into a rear base, and then go stomp the Free Planet Alliance. Uh, Mittmeyer says we're going to turn the pages of history, and everybody's all really pumped about doing this because, you know, it rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to the top of the Fazani space elevator, which they've shown several times in the past. Um, there's these flight, flight controller guys talking about how he's all ready to go have a Friday night out. Yeah, with his hey, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go. It's like he was talking about getting married or something like that. It was like, yep, gonna go meet my soon-to-be wife. It's gonna be great. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, man, did you? How's that going? He's like, oh, we finally got the hall reservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took a really long time. Oh, I'm so excited is to the, get married. Yep, this it's is the end of my ship. About to dead. go on a long vacation, huh? What's that beeping Weird. sound? I'm actually two days from retirement, <laughs> even though I'm clearly only like 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're up there chilling, and then uh, suddenly, uh, like 20,000 ships just pop up. And uh, everybody freaks the fuck out because they realize that this is the Empire and that they're coming through and they don't particularly care about the non-military zone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, this effect, uh, the news gets out to people on Fazan. Everybody's starting to panic. Uh, there's Julian on the street. He knows what's happening at this point. So he runs back to the uh, embassy, the Free Blood Alliance embassy. Um, we then cut to the scene of Rupert and Rubinsky talking. Um, Rupert knows. Oh, quick shout! Out, quick, quick shout out to uh, Fazan military having fucking scouters, like oh, yeah. with the like pink glass and everything, like one to one scouters. They just have them. There's nothing on them, by the way. Like I never was able to find anything drawn onto the scouters. And I don't think I saw it interact in any way, shape, or form. And like no one re- like well, referenced them. But power they, levels. Everybody's power levels like three or four. So yeah, it's like farmer with a shotgun. So everybody's at yeah, like three. So I guess that makes sense. Uh, does a battleship have a power? You know what? We let's keep on track here. <laughs> damn so- smart. Damn smart glasses on the Fritz again. <laughs> so Rupert Rubinsky, uh, no Baltic has been bought out at this point, which means that both the, like their rule is done. Um, Rupert says it's time for Rubinsky to go, that he's been around in power too long, that he let this happen to Fazani, all that stuff. He pulls a yeah, gun on Rubinsky. Shit. He's like, he's like, you've been the land sharer, which is just like the top position, it seems like, in Fazan government. Yeah. He's like, for only four years, that's the worst anyone's ever done. So congrats, I guess. And just like, yeah, pulls a gun, points it at him. And Rubinsky's just kind of basically yeah, he, like, he doesn't give nah. a shit. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. very good, very good, my son. Could you actually shoot me, you big wiener? And, like, explains, like, hey, by the way, the woman who, like, his lover, who I'm forgetting the name of. Oh, Dominique. But, um, yeah, Dominique. Yeah, Dominique. He's just like, you do realize that, like, Dominique played you literally this whole time, right? He's just kind of like, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah. 
Uh, Rubinsky eventually taunts and pisses off Rupert a lot. And then I have the note, Rupert gets godfathered because dudes break out of the glass and just shoot him dead, like four or five of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like one way, like a one way mirror. mirror and they were all just like hanging out behind it. And as soon as it looked like he was actually going to shoot him, yeah, just like three <laughs> dudes just shatter the glass and fucking light him up. I'd like, like, to, think, I'd like to think there was a long conversation leading up to that. And it was just those dudes sitting in this cramped closet for like 40, 50 minutes or something. Like, fuck. Are mm-hmm. they gonna do it? We're supposed to shoot fucking him. Right? Here. I got I piss. Are we good? Do we have to? When can when can we shoot him? Is there was there a signal? Is there a safe <laughs> word? <laughs> Yeah, he's just kind of like, he's like, of course I knew you were going to kill me, you idiot. Like, you're my son, and you have all of my worst traits, but more so. Like, he just straight up, he's like, man, you're, uh, I was just going to give you the position, but yeah, uh, you he had, to, that had to be a real injury. greedy little shit, huh? Yeah, yeah he yeah. just kind of like had to be a real piece of shit. Yeah, he's like, I, I, uh, I would have given it to you in a few years or something, and then, he, and then of course his son just says, no, I don't believe you, fuck you, and then he barfs up blood and dies. I want it all, I was going to steal it, I don't want to <laughs> take it from, or I don't want you to give it to me, I want to take it. Like, yeah, it's just like, all right, he was really man. eager to actually take and earn the position as opposed to just getting it, which I guess is good for mm-hmm. him, but you went a bit too hard into that. Did not shake out the best. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and then at that point, Rubinsky said, let's make like a trunet and get out of here. Yeah. Like, I, like they look outside and see like a million ships up there. Like, oh, yeah, fuck, we should probably go into hiding. So yeah. they scatter off wherever. <laughs> um, there's a kind of montage of uh, Mittenmeyer landing on the planet. He takes control of all government facilities. Um, he's very eager about trying to get data out of the Fazani navigation is- instruments because I guess like since the Galactic Empire has been stuck on one half of the galaxy, like, they don't know where planets are on the other side of the galaxy. So or, that like, was, what's inhabited. Yeah, yeah. like, what planets it, are inhabited. They, they mention later, because they want to specifically, like, try and drag a battle out to an uninhabited area, because they're like, we're not going to kill civilians. So just, like, information like that in general, just, like, any kind of socioeconomic information about planets on the other side of the corridor seems to be... A little bit beyond them. Yeah, at this they point. want to get that. And they're also planning on taking over the Fleet Planet Alliance embassy and trying to get military data out of that. But yeah. Uh, Mittenmeyer makes it explicitly clear that there is the, he's running a tight ship and that he wants no civilian deaths, no looting or anything like that. Um, we get a scene of Julian Mashengo back at the Fleet Planet embassy. Um, everybody there is, of course, panicking. And um, useless. <laughs> and useless, yes. That Did is you guys also very wipe important. the PC? W- w- what? The PC He's with like, all can, with all the intel can, you've destroyed it right. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah so and when he tells them, he's like, he's like, you need to wipe it. And they're like, oh, well, what if we lose other good information? Will you take responsibility? And Julian's like, yeah, sure, man. I'll take responsibility. Yeah, Why not? Like, like, but season like, five of Naruto's on there. I haven't watched it yet. But I kind of like, <laughs> yeah. And then he, I, well, I don't know he too, was... he's, like, he's like, hey, well, you could also just, you know, exchange the information for your safety. You could just give it to him. And then, you know, maybe Lone Graham will be nice and let you in. And the guy's just kind of like his face lights up. He's like, oh. <gasps> And then Julian's like, man, fuck you. And just like, runs out of the room and just deletes everything. It's just like, fuck this shit, you dumb motherfucker. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, I think Julian was like trying to be like, it was like sarcastic or joking about it. It's like, yeah, you can just take it and give it to them and ask for a pardon or something. Oh, you're thinking about doing that, aren't you? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It, it was Henslow being there, being a complete mm-hmm. idiot because he doesn't know what he's doing. But then yeah, he, Julian goes and wipes yeah. the PC and does all that stuff. He also uh, comes back after wiping the PC and everybody that was yeah. in the embassy is gone Ev- except for Henslow. Everybody bailed. <laughs> um, so we have us uh, seen the Galactic Empire troops. Uh, they bust into Rubinsky's headquarters. They can't find him. 
They uh, try to find Ru- they find Rupert and they know he's dead. Of course, um, his corpse didn't escape. Yeah, yeah, his corpse did not make a make a daring getaway. <laughs> yeah, they try. Then there's a scene of them going over to the Free Plan Alliance Embassy. Um, there's no one there. Uh, there's a scene of Julian Mashenko and Henslow leaving, all in civilian clothes, like they're on the run now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mittmeyer is telling the civilians on Fazan, you know, just go about your normal life. So don't mind all the forty million people here that are now on ships over you. Uh, he makes yeah, sure. Yeah, like he's just kind of like he's like, I know this is weird, but like, just keep doing what you're doing. We just want to fly past, mostly. Like, just yeah, kinda, exactly. Like, like, we're really just kind of trying to go. I know this is scary, and yeah. we're breaking every law, but like, just just chill, guys. Um, yeah. And then Mittenmeyer does a thing that's really important and something that is just so crucial for winning hearts and minds, which is like there were some allegations of like there was like thievery, sexual assault, things like that. Like just the troops doing bad things to people and he just fucking executes them. yeah he a couple just of the squads them. accused of sexual assault and rape and all that so he just executes them in the streets by the way uh in the yeah streets, yeah they the said hey of the citizens. Their, their superior yeah. officer is asking if you could just like let this slide no no they're dying <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh julian's running around he finds a, a contact from which he can find a captain to get him off the planet. Um, he's this guy is a I forgot his name. He's a friend of Boris through Yang. Um, fuck if I remember his name. Who's here? Someplace. He's great. I mm-hmm. love that. If we're talking about the same dude, I love. Yes, this guy. I love his outfits in these episodes. Mm-hmm. He's real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been. I blanked on his name. God. Oh, uh, is it listed in here? Maybe I don't know. Anyway, uh, he paid for the thing with the ambassador's wallet, which was kind of funny. Uh, Henslow's wallet. Um, yeah, and then Henslow, too, like, freaks out. He's like, well, what if he betrays us? That's my money. What are you doing? And Julian just kind of just shoots daggers at him. <laughs> just kind of like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> my pheasant bucks. Yeah, so after uh, Mittenmeyer does the executions, um, Moeller finally lands on the planet, compliments him for his fantastic takeover. Good job, everybody. Um, they lament over the fact that Rubinsky's gone, but they're like, oh, yeah, you know, weasels like him will always get out of everything. So. Mm. Uh, there's a scene at a Fazani bar as a bunch of civilians talking about how they don't like that everything's changing. They valued their independence as part of Fazani, even though they were, you know, in the Galactic Empire. They consider themselves free people when they don't want to be ruled by Reinhardt. And there's, um, it's kind <laughs> of like a, a, not uprising, but like you can tell there's some national uh, feelings towards being it's, conquered like yeah, that. It's some old guard dudes just like super frustrated in a diner to be specific yeah. like it's just basically just like a bunch of dudes at a diner to the point that one like leans over his like seat over his booth and it's just like oh yeah you think that huh motherfucker and they just, like start talking like that but yeah he's like talking over his booth seat behind him and stuff like that yeah. i love they're how just... they're having this very loud very um very active conversation and then all of a sudden they all go very quiet like one of them grabs the other guy's arm just for this little grandpa off to the side to say "Eh, things have gotten to shit in this place i've been here for a pretty long time i didn't think i'd actually see fazan fall apart you fucking you dumb idiots you youngsters are terrible (laughs) god you sucked so much ass at this like the golden bomb dynasty had 500 years i guess that one's yeah sure eventually you know but like I know, I know already, our I know I just, our whole country our whole country way of life is built off of selling people out and screwing people over, but you've really sold us out this time. <laughs> I know it doesn't really make a ton of sense because like once you're dead, who gives a shit? But I was kinda hoping to die a free guy. And like 
I I guess I'm not going to do that. So that's a good job, everybody. Good job on that. Like, yeah, it's just just general dissent is really the, all you need to know. It's just like kind of forming like small militia. Like the kind of stuff that creates a revolution in a militia, the, the grassroots parts, you know? Yeah, so one of the guys in the bar that was uh, doing all, talking about all the fuck you, Reinhardt sort of shit was Boris Konov, which we met earlier, which was the ship captain. And um, that is who the uh, their contact was getting. So now they have a ship captain on the way out. Um, mm-hmm. Reinhardt eventually lands a Fazant. Uh, people, I guess, for the most part, like him. They all seem to be chanting for him. Uh, Mittenmeyer and Muller fill in Reinhardt. They didn't get any data from the Free Plan Alliance, and it seems like they didn't get any navigation data from Fazant either. Um, well, it seems yeah, it seems like they got very very minimal stuff. Like they mentioned, they got like some stuff, but yeah, they're like, okay, Free Plan Alliance was entirely wiped. Uh, Rubinsky and Rupert got away, and he's just like apologizing for all of it. And Reinhardt says something that's just like, damn, you know. Reinhardt's a pretty good leader uh, when uh, he's like apologizing for all this Reinhardt's like man I, I sent you out because I know there's no one who's more likely to pull it off than you were so if you didn't do it no one could have yeah don't sweat it my man and it's like wow <laughs> that's damn that's good leadership yeah they uh they, they were talking about how um uh, Rubinsky went missing and he asked Hilda what she thinks of that and she's like well you know they're just gonna wait till Voltex to fail so you know just be aware that that's gonna happen at some point in the immediate future Mm-hmm. Um, the last scene of the episode is for whatever reason Reinhardt went to the Free Planet Alliance embassy and then like chilled in the computer room for a bit yeah he was just like it's like, really weird too because yeah they walk up to the outside door like Hilda uh, Oberstein like everybody is there and then they just get to the door and everyone's like yeah here's the computer room and someone starts to open the door and he's like no no I need to chill this one alone. And everyone's like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to go inside a little bit for a second. Everybody wait here. And I was like, all right, my man just walks up, pulls up a map of just like pictures of random planets. And there's like paths and stuff. And he's like, yes, yes. <laughs> I, made yes! The, I made the joke as we watched that. I was like, computer, do you have any new planets? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got bacon recently? Anything new? Can I get a hat wobble on every planet? <laughs> oh yeah, um, the character we couldn't remember the name of. I was just googling on the side. It's Marinesque. Marinesque right. smuggler. Yeah. That guy rules. He he just seems like he even like mentions a couple times. He's like, I'm just doing business, man. Like if you're paying me, whatever, we're good. <laughs> he just seems very upfront about it. Like when they're trying to hire him for to, to find this captain and stuff and get this whole operation for them to escape set up uh and he demands the payment and when you know he pays with uh Henslow's uh, wallet. Henslow's wallet, yeah. Uh he's just straight up he's just like, yeah, I mean like I'll do this for you. You do actually need to pay me though, but like don't worry, because once you pay me, like to the Fazani people a contract is, you know, everything. So yeah. I'll do it. You do have to pay me though. <laughs> so, and he's pretty he's pretty consistent on that throughout. Like he's just trying to do his job the best he can and if you pay him, he'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, episode 45 starts out um there is a big party going on. I guess it's like New Year on Fazan or something. Um there's a whole bunch of Galactic Empire admirals chilling it's in the It's just ball new, new year period on the calendar cuz it rolls over to year uh, 800 on one of the calendars at this point. Yeah, I think it's just the Galactic Empire calendar. Yeah. So um all the higher-ups in the Galactic Empire are chilling around drinking wine or whatever. Um Mittenmeyer and Muller are talking about the war. They uh talk about how all these younger admirals are coming up and they feel like these younger admirals may be too bloodthirsty because they're trying to prove themselves before Reinhardt conquers the universe and they're out of a job. 
Yeah, they're a little too horny for fame yeah. on this. Like they just really, like ah, they're gonna try and do some dumb shit if we don't keep them in line. You know? Yeah, they're also talking about uh, the free plan alliance, like who they feel they're gonna be up against, and they were praising Bucock, saying that this guy has been around for you know, he he's an old man in this business, and that says enough about him. Yeah, um, I think they refer to him as he is a like a military museum or something mm-hmm, yeah. like that. There's like like he mentions, uh, I think it was Mittenmeyer. He's just like, yeah, no, you could combine like. My expertise, Oberstein's experience, Ryan's experience, like, he just, like, names, like, every admiral. He's like, you could add all of our shit together. We know less than that guy. Like, let's be real here. Yeah. This guy's, like, old as shit. That, yeah, exactly like you said earlier. In this business where everyone dies at 25, it was not bad being, like, 80. <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, so we get a scene of Ryan uh, going up to Mittenmeyer and asking him how he plans to fight the Free Planet Alliance. Um, Mittenmeyer says that he expects them to try to lure the Galactic Empire into their territory and cut supply lines, much like they did to the Free Planet Alliance previously. Um, he's asking how he's going to fight that. He says, well, we'll have to be careful and all that. Um, I have here Hilda drinking apple juice because she's a square. I yeah, like she walks up to the bar. It was like a weird character moment. I guess I'm fine with it, you know? But yeah, it, yeah, it was just like she walked to the bar and he's like, oh, would you like another, ma'am? She's like, mm, no, just apple juice, please. Like, yeah. I think it was just. It's just funny that they have <laughs> apple juice at this rough thing. I don't and know. I wasn't, like, I, I had to make sure, like, I actually went back because I was like, is this just like a weird localization thing? Which would be super weird since they've been openly drinking alcohol on the regular. And I just, like, went back and listened to it and you could. Nope, very clearly in the Japanese audio, you could hear, like, apple juice. And it was like, all right. That's <laughs> just how Hilda rolls, I guess. <laughs> uh, so we get another scene of Reinhardt sitting down, fiddling with his locket, thinking of Kilki Ice. Um, he talks to Hildegard, saying he's uncertain of what's going to happen after he wins the war. He's like, he's very sure that he's going to win the war, but he doesn't know what's going to happen afterwards. Because, like, I guess taking out an enemy of a nation means that the nation's kind of idle at that point. And war is kind of like his favorite hobby, so... That that's true, yeah. Um, so the Free Planet Alliance uh, learns that Fazani has been captured. Uh, the higher ups in the Council of the Free Planet try to suppress the media's information about it, but of course everyone learns anyway. Yeah, because as they mentioned, um, when Yang was heading back to Iserlone after the uh, tribunal, it's just that a lot of the media runs through Pheasant, so there's no real way to uh, get a media blackout in place. Yeah, that plus Trunet has his fingers in a lot of the media mm-hmm. pie, but. Um, mm. the media itself, like it shows a scene of a whole bunch of like journalists outside of the free plan Alliance high council building and they're trying to get answers and nothing's happening. Um, yeah. Uh, the, cause what it is, the scene specifically, cause it was, it was pretty fucking good. Uh, yeah. It's like all these reporters running up and someone steps out front to give like, you know, the kind of just the announcement, press report, the official yeah. press report. Yeah. Uh, and all he says is just like. Trunet understands the responsibilities, or something like that. <laughs> Trunet yeah, understands your, like, your, uh, your um, frustrations, and and they look down like, okay, and that's all I got. He's like, that's it, that's it, that's the whole thing. Yeah, no, like, I, okay, I, yeah, again, you know, I'll like just dig through here real quick. And yeah, find it, but, I loved it because yeah, the delivery it, it, sounded like there was more to it, and the guy just stops. Yeah, like it literally is just like, I, I really think it is just he under he's like. Trunin says he understands the responsibilities. And everyone's like, uh, Yeah, and this and? pisses off the media a lot more because <laughs> they got nothing oh, out of it. Oh, they like charge in the front fucking door and like cops have to start shoving him back and stuff because they're just like, that's it? Fuck, that's it. What? No. Like, what is he going to do? What is anything? And yeah, it's, uh, 
not great. Uh, and then they learn Trunit hasn't even, like, been at council meetings for a while. Like, he's just been gone. <laughs> he's taking a break. I don't know. Yeah, this pisses them off even more. But um, I guess the um, military is now, or the High Council is now being allowed by a military guy named Islands. Um, Islands asked the High Council if they should surrender to uh, Reinhardt at this point, And no one wants to. But he says it would be a good idea maybe to surrender if it lets us establish a peace treaty and then avoid casualties and all of this. Um, he eventually goes and talks to Bucock for cooperation. Bucock says that he can't allow the Free Planet Alliance to become a dictatorship to beat the Galactic Empire's dictatorship. And he would rather the Free Planet Alliance dies in democracy. But at the same mm-hmm. time, there is like he has to do what they say. So like Islands really didn't get a commitment from him other than he'll do his job. Um, and you have it you have it in your notes uh, exactly which is good because it's a really good statement but uh Bucock just says straight up if a government can't protect its citizens and values there's no reason for it to exist like basically he he just says like yeah, if, if we did a peace treaty yeah yeah if we did a peace treaty we're not the free planet alliance anymore like you realize that we just aren't <laughs> it's not real if we do that so the narrator goes into a spiel about how since the last battle that they had with the Galactic Empire, the Free Planet Alliance, and since the Civil War, they've been short ships. Um, there's only two real fleets at this point, the 13th, which is at Isilhorn, and the 1st, which is at Heineson. Um, at this point, since they know Fazani has fallen, the Free Planet Alliance military is scrambling to put together forces with any ships. They said they like pulled out old derelict ships, they're putting in prototype ships they've never tested, they're converting civilian ships... And they get the 14th and 15th fleet put together. Um, and they put some admirals in charge of it, but I don't remember their names. It doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. We get a scene of the legitimate exile government, you know, with the uh, stupid Kaiser as the old Yeah, Kaiser. the people who stole Toddler King. Yeah. yeah. They're wondering uh, how, like, because of these developments, how they're going to protect the Kaiser. The head guy, uh, what was his name? Resh- Reshfield or something like that? He's still Remshield. He's still uh, worrying about how he's going to protect the Kaiser and keep him ready. Um, there's a drunk guy in the corner whose name I don't remember saying that none of this shit matters. It's like, we don't have any influence or control of what's going to happen. We should just give the kid up to the Kaiser and maybe we won't get murdered. And this, I want to say that was Hossinger? Uh, or like uh, Hosinger, something like that? Possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. One, of, one of the boys in the meeting. And uh, I, I just wanted to say I was very disappointed on further review because I thought the, one of the people's names was Rad Brunch. It was just <laughs> Rad Brunch. Um, however, brunch. I did miss someone else's name was Carnap, which I do like. Not quite as much as Rad Brunch, but I like a good Carnap, so I, I'm okay with this. But yeah, so they're talking. Um, the drunk guy's basically just like, we should just give the baby king to Reinhardt. Like, who gives a shit, man? And some people are mad and everyone else is kind of disappointed and meerkats. It just cuts to meerkats. Cause remember he got brought on as the military officer for this boardroom full of dipshits basically. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's just, it, they just cut to him and every time they do, he just looks like sad and tired and disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, when he said like, we should give the kids up one of the head admiral guy or one of the head nobles was really pissed off. But like, you could tell the rest of the guys in the meeting were like, yeah, you know, that may be a good idea that they didn't really know. Um, Schumacher there, the one guy who helped capture the kid, uh, the Kaiser kid, uh, has men on Fazan, and he was talking, I think, to uh, Merkatz's aide, saying that uh, he hopes that none of his men get captured or threatened because they're still on Fazan. Um, mm. 
So uh, we get a scene of the ad, uh, the Free Planet Alliance military people on uh, Heineson. Uh, they're talking about trying to figure out how they're going to put all these ships together and something. Uh, some guy comes in and says that Osman, who is one of the head guy, uh, admirals there, I don't remember exactly what his job was, but he's been hospitalized because he had an aneurysm or something. He was a higher up and he had yeah, just like a heart attack. And everybody's like, it's kind of one of those situations of... Uh, it, it was just kind of a bad to worse kind of thing. It seemed like it was the person who Bucock had to like run stuff past to a certain extent. Yeah. Like one of those people. Well, that, one of those guys um, was Dawson, and I'm trying to keep an eye out for him, but he isn't one of these people who goes, Bleh. but more on that later. Yeah, it, uh, it well, wasn't it, Dawson. It was someone else. But um, hmm. they get a new guy. Like I guess Bucock on the spot gives his second, the the guy who had the aneurysm second in command the position. So his yeah, name B- is... Bucock is just like, he's like, uh, okay, so that guy's out from a heart attack. Well, we need to do stuff roughly yesterday. So who was his second in command? And they're just like, uh, it was some guy named Yu Chan. And he's just like, all right, congrats. He got a promotion. Get him the fuck in here. <laughs> Get him in yeah, here so right Yu-Chan walks now. in with a bag full of sandwiches, like a grocery bag full of sandwiches. <laughs> and just Big starts, ass brown I love paper that. bag. He, he pull, I love that. He, pull, he sits down, he pulls out a sandwich and starts eating it. And one of the guys across the st- table looks really surprised. And he's like, no, no, I, I don't worry. Don't worry. It's, it was stale. But if you put it in the oven a little bit, you know, warm it up some, maybe splash <laughs> a bit of water. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. You, you do fine. Yeah, you just have bread. to steam it a little bit, and yeah. it's super nice and subtle. And like <laughs> when they're bringing him in, Bucock mentions he's like, "Yeah, he had like a nickname as like the second baker or something. I'm not sure what that's from." And then he just comes in and does nothing mm-hmm. but like bread metaphors the entire time. <laughs> yeah. So Bucock and the rest of them are trying to figure out how the hell they're going to defend the Pisani <laughs> corridor, and. Yu Chan just over here in his sandwich is like, well, you could call Yang back. He's like, but then we'll lose Isselhorn. What are we doing? We can't do that. And then he's like, well, Isselhorn's useless. They have yeah. the Zani quarter. And everybody like takes it as his like epiphany of like what they're supposed to be doing. Like, holy shit, <laughs> the bread guy's smart. Wow. Where, yeah, where's this guy been this whole series? And then the thing, yeah, like, the main thing that about this is that since he got, this Yu Chan guy got promoted into the position that, uh, Osman had before Osman I guess was where the buck stopped previously but now Yuchan has that position so he's like oh yeah you know if we get in trouble for leaving you know if Yang leaving the quarter makes people get in trouble I'll just take the blame for that I don't give a shit because he's just <laughs> chomping on his sandwiches so yeah he just kind of mentions too like the day run over it and uh I'll, I'll, I'll just say it once really quickly because they do bring it up like five times of why Yang leaving is a good idea and it's just yeah they have the Fazan Corridor, so the, the Izzelhorn isn't doing anything. It's not blocking them. It's not doing anything. And so if they keep Yang at Izzelhorn and then lose the war, they lose Izzelhorn anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're basically laying their trump card and probably their best soldiers gather dust. And yeah, there's no I mean, strategic value that, like, to Izzelhorn. Yeah, so they also they, said that I mean, he is probably the top commander of their fleets. And secondly, he has one of the only two complete fleets himself sitting there yeah so and they also mentioned too they're like okay well one of our major goals here isn't going to be like a victory it's going to be a peace treaty like let's be realistic we're not trying to win a war we're trying to win a peace treaty right now part of that peace treaty is absolutely going to be the empire demanding Islehorn back and the militarizing so so there's no reason yeah yeah. to leave him there he's just like yeah so we win then you know eventually we they get Izzelhorn or we don't bring Yang back we absolutely lose and then they take Izzelhorn (laughs) Izzelhorn is doing nothing and like no matter what happens Izzelhorn right now is doing fuck all and then when it comes down to negotiations or the end of the war there is literally no way we keep it 
So just fucking give it to him now and walk away. <laughs> it's like that kind of situation. There was there was one thing that the scene leads into that I just want to touch on because the the subtitles didn't really do a good job of emphasizing the joke, but they send the message to Yang, or rather they send word to Yang pretty much to um tell him to do what he thinks is best, which basically, you know, for the first time in the entire series, they pretty much said, hey, you the boss. Yeah, they unchained him. And the thing is, is there's a joke, there's a bit of a joke here he makes in like kind of a smarmy response and the subtitles really missed it. I had to scrub it a few times to get what it was saying. But the letter basically was telling him, do what you think is best, act to the best of your abilities. Now, the whole best of your abilities part or what it roughly meant is essentially work harder. So (laughs) Yang gets this at first. He's like, great, I can do what I want, but wait. Oh shit! They're gonna make me work work as hard as I want, man. That means I have to earn my pay. And then he sends a response back to them that uh, let me see what was the wording. It says, "My goodness, now I get a promotion." So pretty much his <laughs> response is essentially, they said, "Do the dude act to the best of your ability." He's like, "Wow, you're gonna you're asking me to do a whole lot. May as well give me a promotion." <laughs> so um, and it's just they they get this response. They're like, "What's that mean?" I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the best part too. Is yeah, Yang's like, oh boy, and then just immediately, that's shrewd fuck. He's <laughs> like, he's like, wait, god damn it, that fucking old man, son of a bitch. <laughs> just immediately. Um, and yeah, the, the thing I'd like to point out though is, stale bread guy was so good about all of this, like that when they went to reclaim, you know, or tell Yang to come back, they just like straight up said, like the bread guy was just like, hey, yeah, no, just tell him I'll take over for all that shit. Like whatever, man, I'll just. I'll pretend to manage Islehorn so he can leave. Who gives a... Yeah, whatever, man. Like, sure, I don't care. Get Yang back. <laughs> it's just... Uh, so, Stale Bread Guy is already pretty top tier. MVP here. Real, the real yeah. MVP. Um, we got a couple more scenes before the end of the episode. Um, one of them is showing that uh, the rest child or whatever, the head of the legit government comes back into the room, and it seems that everybody has left except for Murkatz. And Murkatz is like, he's like, where is everyone? And Murkatz just shrugs because everybody's abandoning that, you know, facade. <laughs> they canceled the meeting. Nobody told me. Yeah. We see a scene of the rest of the first fleet plus the 14th and 15th leaving the uh, Heineson. Um, Bucock is leading them. And then the last scene is the Galactic Empire finds that the Fasani Corridor is clear. There's no mines or anything like that. So they're ready to advance into Free Planet Alliance territory. Um... Episode 46 starts with a kind of a weird scene of a flashback to Rutenthal's childhood. His mother is dead and his father is yelling at him saying that he should have never been born. Um, he wakes up from uh, that which dream. Which, in case you forgot, it was the whole thing of he has two different colored eyes and they thought that proved infidelity. And there was infidelity, even though it didn't. It's not how genetics work. So, yeah, they just had a flashback to Rutenthal. And then he just, like, snaps awake. And, yeah, he's just still operating Isselhorn and he's just kind of like oh man is everyone everyone good everyone good okay yep did, did I, I say any did weird did I say anything shit? weird huh, huh? did no, I say anything weird in my sleep it's like no you didn't. I did not see you wrong. playing with your doll sir <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so he's still chilling outside of Isselhorn laying on the siege or whatever um, we get a shot of Yang talking to the, everybody on Isselhorn saying that hey we're leaving uh, the fortress is useless only if it's uh, the Fazani corridor holds up and that fell so there's no point um, there's no strategic value or anything. Um, one of the guys says that there's going to be a moral hit to everybody on the fortress saying, you know, giving up the fortress is going to suck for morale. 
But Yang's like, listen, the Free Planet Alliance needs us in our fleet. We can't stay here any longer. Um, Shenkop kind of tries to plant the bug to say that Yang should wait until they're really needed so he can like get cool promotions and shit. But Yang's like, no. Oh, but- Shenkop keeps devil shouldering mm-hmm. this entire yeah. fucking episode. Like the entire time, anytime Shenkop is talking, it's basically just like, hey, Yang, you want to be dictator? <laughs> just like, no, I don't want to. All right, man. See you in an hour. That's <laughs> basically Gen Cop just repeatedly. Hey, do you want to be a dictator? No? All right, I'll check tomorrow. <laughs> just over and over. It's ridiculous. I love it. Yeah, he also brings up later on that uh, he thinks that uh, Yang should stay on Izzlehorn because he thinks the Free Planet Alliance leadership may uh, run to Izzlehorn in case Hyneson falls. And Yang could capture them and hand them the Reinhardt if he wins. <laughs> he, he even brings up the thing saying that the Republic of Izzlehorn doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> But Yang, um, and then, yeah, Yang just looks at him and just immediately, all right, man, no, political power is like sewage. <laughs> I, I, I need it, and it does need to exist, but I ha- I never want to interact with it. I don't want to approach it. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like this uh, This conversation derails into this very, very open analogy to um, uh, what are they going to do about Iserlone and that kind of comes up later. I can't remember the exact analogy that, or descriptions that he and Shinkop were we're fencing with, but it was basically like saying, um, you so you're just abandoning this. It's like, Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, so Gen cop is kind of just serving and it seems like it's one of the things he does as just kind of a, a way to explain to the audience why Yang isn't willing to take the, you know, the easy or safe way out because that's usually what Shen cop is offering, right? Like he's just like, I mean, instead way, of yes. trying to do this and win an unwinnable war, would you rather just, you know, Shankop's a very practical the person. Leader. He really doesn't have a whole lot of uh, values that he stands up for in that regard. Like he just, I don't know. Like unlike Yang, who has like a belief in the democracy and everything, Shankop, having seen both sides, is like you know this is probably the easiest for everyone. I'm thinking it out, watching out for number one here. Also, just following uh, the way Shenkop has acted, I-, I do think it's very much a case of he really enjoys just kind of oh, yeah, testing Yang and seeing his limits and just like, just kind of feeling him out, just kind of fucking with him a little bit here and there. <laughs> like, it's just kind of how Shenkop is. It is kind of like an amusing thing that he does for himself. Just fuck with mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah. So, Rutenthal thinks that Yang is eventually going to leave as a horn. Uh, Reinhardt also thinks that he's going to leave as a horn. He's like, watch out for that. Um, the vice admirals want to go and attack him when he's doing this, but he's like, Rutenthal says, there's no need to sacrifice men for something we'll eventually get for free. Uh, just keep harassing them. Don't make it easy, but like, don't lose anybody. Um, we get a shot of Kazurin saying that uh, Yang keeps changing the numbers and personnel of people because he keeps sending fleets out and ships kept exploding and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> there's a very funny scene. So the, I guess the civilian population on Ilzahorn is very concerned about the fact that there's a Galactic Empire fleet outside. And so like a whole bunch of civilian people are in this hallway yelling for Yang about like what he's going to do. And like Yang talks to them like they're fucking children. And they are like, they just fall for anything. He says he's like, Oh yeah, we're going to get you out. Yeah. Like, he's oh, like, Hey yeah, guys, Yang, don't worry yeah, about it. Like, don't worry about it. They're like, like yeah, they're like gang says nothing worry and about angry. It. And, like, right, they're just, like, really getting at people. And then, yeah, Yang walks up. And before he even says words, they're just like, oh, fuck, it's Yang. Miracle <laughs> Yang's here, everybody. And Yang's just like, don't worry. I got it. What's going to be better than Alpha Seal? Like, Nobody's going to die. Wow, fantastic, Yang. Well, we're going to go now. <laughs> wow, just, just like Alpha Seal all over again. Yeah, these guys are, like, so high. comically <laughs> stupid. It's hilarious. 
And um, then Yang, yeah, when he when he walks back to his room, he's basically just like he's like, "Fuck, man, I wish someone could reassure me that easy." <laughs> so <laughs> like, that would be cool. <laughs> uh, Dusty is uh, Dusty is saying that like a whole bunch of the uh, Free Planet Alliance ship guys want to go out there, really eager. They want to go blow up, you know, the Empire. Yang keeps telling them no, they can't launch. And then like eventually uh, they come up with this idea to kind of assuage the or I don't know bloodlust. Um, the Free Plan Alliance starts to evac civilians, and um, they have a bunch of civilian like transport cargo ships surrounded by uh, some military ships. So Rutan's watching this, and he's thinking it's a trap because obviously anything Yang does is a trap at all times. Um, he sends Lenkop, which is one of his vice admirals, out to give chase to this uh, evacuation fleet while Rutenthal watches. It turns out that the transport ships are bombs, and they blow up half of Lenkop's stuff. Um, the escort ships were also waiting for Lenkop to show up, so they attack, and this pisses off Rutenthal. Um, mm-hmm. he makes, Basically, he gets got just a little bit, but it's like enough that he's like, God, fucking man. Yeah. Um, the vice admirals are kind of upset about this, and Rutenthal says that he kind of, like, he made muses that he kind of wants Yang to leave so he has job security in the future, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Um, but Kazern still needs to evacuate the 5 million people on Islehorn, and he's mad that Yang just blew up like, a bunch of ships to, you know, if essentially prank root and fall. Um, <laughs> just punked, bitch. Yeah. All right. And so it leads to this <laughs> funny scene of the fact that, well, Kazern's like, well, we're going to have to take civilians on military ships. We don't have enough ships. This is just what's happened. And so we get a scene of, like, some lower-ranking admiral in the Free Planet Alliance, like, we have to take 600 babies on this ship. Well, the best part, too, is, yeah, they're like, they're like, it's like 600 fucking babies and their moms. And then it cuts to, like, one dude on the bridge of the ship just being like, hey, you know, they say ladies are at their most beautiful and vibrant immediately after they have children. And we have 600 of these babes on board. It's going to be great. And then someone's like, and 600 babies, man. Like, we're going to hear a choir babies are loud. of 600 babies. Yeah, it, was, it was comical how, like, ridiculous these guys were being about the baby thing. Yeah, like, it was just great, because that was the thing that made him go, like, oh, fuck. Like, it was nothing else. It was just, god damn it. That's so many babies. <laughs> so, eventually, we have everybody leave the fortress. Um, like, there's uh, all the ships they have with everybody on them, launches and leaves. Uh, before that, Yank had planted a bunch of bombs on the fortress. Um you have in your notes that they are fake bombs. Well, I want to clarify that they're real fake bombs or fake real bombs. They are real One bombs. The I put fake in for a different reason because I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Of um. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they uh, I, I mean, they say it right away. They're like, okay, so these bombs, we want them to find them and like, yeah. before they go yeah, off. That, that's that's because... a good clarification. They are real bombs and they will explode. But Yang purposely wants uh, Rutenthal to find them. Basically, he's like, okay, we're going to leave, you know, a couple traps, but we got to make sure one is easy. That way they might, like, think they're good. Yeah. So they leave. Um, Rutenthal and the rest of the Galactic Empire moves in, takes over the fortress. Uh, Lenkamp is mad that they're not chasing, but Rutenthal says he doesn't want to go down to history as the guy who killed a bunch of civilians. Um, the Galactic Empire expects traps on Izzlehorn, and they find the traps on Izzlehorn. Um, to the relief of Yang, there's a scene of him being very happy that Izzlehorn doesn't explode. Well, it's, yeah, it's like, probably because they had several bombs set in places that would make the entire place blow up, or at least yeah. make a visible explosion. That, that was the idea. Yeah, because yeah, like, uh, there's a scene of I think it's uh, Greenhorn and Yang talking about how like, you know, they've been on Izzlehorn for like two years now, or at least you know, yeah, when they're not being interrogated by uh, panel of dicks. Yeah, 
Uh, and they're just talking about, you know, like, oh, I feel like that's the home of, you know, the Yang's fortress. So we'll have to, like, take that back at some point. And Yang's like, cool. I hope it doesn't blow up. And they're just, like, sitting as they're flying away. Like, literally, Yang just, like, looks at a watch and is just like, ah, oh, fuck, ah, oh, fuck, ah, oh, fuck, ah, oh, fuck, it's coming. Because they were, like, set to explode at a certain time. And he's just, like, watching. And as soon as the time passes and nothing blows up, everyone on the ship is just like... Oh, thank God they disarmed him. Like, oh, thank God we wanted to go. We didn't actually want to blow up the fortress. Fuck. Oh, that place Lord. is sweet. Yeah, so. The place is awesome. They've got like 16 BW3s. <laughs> <laughs> so Ruthal captures the fortress. Uh, he muses that he doesn't want to be stuck in charge of it like everybody else has in the past because he wants to go off and fight. Um, he reports mm-hmm. to Odin that he's captured it. So Reinhardt is pleased about that. And then, uh, I guess the last scene of this was the fact that during the capturing of the fortress, some of the soldiers under Runthal happened to be looting things, which I guess is a no-no. So he, like, executes them himself. And as he executes this guy who I guess was stealing, he's saying, like, you know, it, it's bullshit that you don't get to steal anything. Why don't you take this power yourself? You have the ability to take whatever you want on the fortress. And Runthal's just watching him as he pulls the trigger. Yeah, and he starts talking about, you know, like, Hey, why does, you know, Reinhardt get to have all this shit? Why is he hot shit? Why can't we do shit like that? You know, like, why, yeah. why don't we make the rules sometimes? And he straight up just says, like, why don't you take over, Rutenthal? <laughs> He's just like, hey, Rutenthal, why don't you have ambitions to take the galaxy over? Rutenthal just shoots him. And as he's walking away and the, the scene, like, the episode is fading out and Rutenthal's just like, why don't I do that? Mm. <laughs> it's just, like, really good. Because it's so, it's just, like, so clear and concise. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, so episode 47 starts off. Reinhardt has learned that Yang has left the fortress because, uh, Ruthal talked to him about it. Um, there's not really too much going on there. We see a scene of Julian walking around Fazan with, uh, Mashenko. Um, they see Ryan's motorcade as it passes. Um, the, he sees a glimpse of Reinhardt for the first time. Is like, that's it. That's the dude. He doesn't really look all that impressive that much. He's beautiful. Oh, yeah, I mean, he says he's beautiful and that, but, like, it's just, it's kind of weird to see the leader of half the universe just sitting in a car, you know, as he drives past. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Julian goes back and talks with uh, Konev because um, they got a ship lined up and they're ready, about ready to leave. Um, for whatever reason, Konev compares him to Reinhardt, saying, like, with military and ambition, like, you could go go places, too. You're a smart guy. Stuff like that. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was like a matter yeah. of... Oh, it was Marinesque. Yeah, sorry. Julian... Yeah, Julian seemed like a little down on stuff. He's just kind of like, man, that guy would destroy me. He was like, he's like, yeah, I finally saw Reinhardt, and yeah, uh, he's just like, oh, well, what did you think? He's like, I'm pretty sure he would kill me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to deal with him in any way, shape, or form. And he's like, oh, well, you know, compare yourself to Yang, even. Like, you're farther along in the military than Yang is by, like, a good amount. Like, you're technically ahead of him. You could do great things. And Julian's like, I get it. You were trying to be nice, but just thinking about comparing myself to them makes me feel worse about myself, actually. Yeah. (laughs) It's "Ah." It's hard to live up to the comparison between Reinhardt and Yang. Mm -hmm. So um, they meet with the captain, and I guess, like, not only are they transporting him, Mashenko, and... uh, Fuck, what was that guy's name? The ambassador guy. Not only are they taking him off, but they're also doing another job for some other people, which we'll see in a bit. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. There's a scene of, the, of all the Galactic Empire people in Fazan chatting. Um, Hildegard tells uh, Reinhardt that Yang is coming because he's left the fortress and he's coming for him. 
Reinhardt is adamant about being leading the charge into the Free Planet Alliance territory um, as part of the invasion effort. And Hilda is kind of concerned that she doesn't want him being put in positions of, you know, where he can get hurt. Uh, wants him to return to the capital, but of course, Reinhardt is having none of that. Uh, Julian, Mashango, and the captain, and everybody, they go and they meet in, the ba- in a basement someplace with the rest of the crew that they're going to be taking off as on and uh, find out it's Bishop Digsby and a bunch of these Earth Church people. One thing I do like is every time <clears throat> they show Digsby in this episode, he either is like crumpled over on a chair or couch in a way that looks like he is dying of depression somehow. <laughs> Uh, or he is like actively upturning a bottle of some kind yeah. of booze one every th- time. One thing I'll say about Digsby, all these drugs and horrible things and the coughing up blood he does, apparently, his eyes look way better than they did before. He had like this creepy shading under his eyes in the past, and that's all cleared up now. Um, there's a lot all of- cleared up is all I'm saying. There's a lot of quick uh, shot or uh, vignettes in this episode. Uh, first off, we see that Reinhardt is giving Boltek his position of acting viceroy of Fazant. Um, he's now in charge of everything. Uh, we go back to that civilian bar where I guess it's a speakeasy because everybody's fucking dragging down the Galactic Empire government there. Um, they don't like Reinhardt. No one does. They're wondering where Rubinsky ran off to. Uh, we cut to Rubinsky talking with Dominique. Um, they're having a good drink. They're talking about how Rupert is dead and he sucks. <laughs> uh, he asked her why she chose Rubinsky over Rupert, and it was because it would profit her more, I guess, to be with Rubinsky. Um, Rubinsky kind of has a moment of regret where he wishes he had taught Rupert more about stuff so he didn't become a huge asshole and die. Yeah, because they're talking back and forth about everything, and Dominique just like tries to bring up. She's like, just so you know, I don't want you to think that I like willingly helped you murder your son. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she like, kind of oh, has regrets about it. Not my... Yeah, she's like, that was not my game plan, so do not fucks with me and claim that was my shit. Uh, and he's like, oh, well, you know, it was his fault. He got too much of my, you know, bad character. And then she's like, well, you, it's a dad's job to kind of, like, fix that, right? And he's just like, oh, well, you know, if he had been an artist or, you know, maybe a poet or something, oh, I would have loved to support him. He decided to try and take my job, though. Yeah, is <laughs> like, pretty yeah, cutthroat about that. He uh, has no yeah. real regrets that that happened. Uh, we see a scene of Julian and Mashengo and uh, the ambassador guy, whose name I always continue to forget. Um, they are going up the space elevator on Fazani now because they're going off to their ship. They're all dressed up as Earth cult people because I guess that's how they're going to get off the planet saying it's a pilgrimage or something. Their whole idea is they're going to try to say, hey, we're going into the Galactic Empire to go on a pilgrimage and just turn ship around and go to the Free Planet Alliance side. I guess no one checks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Fazani Patriot guy... Uh, that the captain talks to who's real happy that helping the free planet alliance get off the galactic or get off the planet because they hate the galactic empire for taking over. Um, I think he's on the ship at this point. Um, let's see where are we going here. Um, the Galact- yeah, it was, uh, the galactic empire is getting ready. They're starting to get ready for their big, big invasion. Uh, they described the plan and the plan more or less. All you need to know is that it is a plan and Reinhardt insists that he's in the most dangerous position, or at least one of the most dangerous positions. And everybody, like, right away is like, dude, you shouldn't do that. Like, you should chill in the back. And Reinhardt just basically gives him, like, a no. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, it should be I am better that, than the nobles, man. Yeah, it should be said that <laughs> yeah, all the admirals under him are concerned about his safety. It's not just one or two of them. They're all like, listen, you need to probably stay in the back because shit's going to get real. He's like, no, fuck you guys. I'm in charge. 
Um, mm-hmm. You get a cut to the Free Plan Alliance side. Bucock and the rest of the admirals know that they are going to need to have a showdown soon at some point. They can't wait because then the Empire is just going to come and roll over everyone. So they have to go at some point soon. And they realize there's going to be a showdown pretty concisely because they can't run this out. Like, if it becomes a war of attrition, they're probably going to lose. You now they have less ships and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they also need to f- do the fight soon. So the Free Planet Alliance planets that the Galactic Empire is capturing don't surrender or turn neutral uh, in order to keep the whole government together. And they're also concerned about the fleet of Rutenthals, which is following Yang. They know Yang's coming back from Islahorn, but they also know that there's a fleet behind him. So that's going to complicate matters. Mm-hmm. Additionally, they also know that there is a three to one difference in force numbers, and that the Galactic Empire has way higher morale, and that the Free Planet Alliance is disorganized. So it's not looking or as very they good. Refer to it, or as they refer to it, the Free Planet Alliance is a hodgepodge, <laughs> which I did like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they're organized, they're mean, they're pretty experienced. Our average troops are a goddamn hodgepodge. <laughs> it's just like we are a goddamn mess. Yeah, things are not looking uh, good for the Free Planet Alliance militarily lies, and everybody on their side knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut back to Julian and the rest of the dudes on the ship traveling to the Free Planet Alliance territory. Julian is wondering why Digsby's drinking all the time. He's like, isn't that guy? A I, I'm also <laughs> posting a picture here that has Marinesque's awesome outfit. That's when he looked like Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. Like, I was like, next scarf? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, so Julia was wondering why the priest is drinking all the time, and everybody's like, I don't know, we just let him do what he wants. He's also coughing up blood, he mentioned. He's like, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we tried yeah, to get him to see to a doctor. He didn't want to. Yeah, like, he refused to go to a doctor, and yeah, he has not eaten anything. He's only drank alcohol, and we're pretty sure he's doing drugs. <laughs> we haven't seen it, but we're pretty sure he's doing drugs, too. So Julian um, um, brings up, he's like wondering how they're going to get through, because even though... The, even though they're a civilian ship, the Fazani Quarter is filled with a bunch of Galactic Empire ships, and they're probably doing searches on civilian ships just to make sure shit isn't getting through. Lo and behold, yeah. after mm-hmm. he says that, they get uh, requested to stop by yeah, the Galactic like Empire he, Destroyer. Yeah, it's like he's pretty much saying, oh, well, Marinesca is saying, yeah, they are searching ships, but given how many of us there are, how big space is, and how few ships they have, the odds of them finding us is pretty slim. Hey, we're being hailed. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it... it- and on top of that, too, they're talking about it, and he's mentioning, like, oh, they wouldn't do that. It would mess with, you know, commerce. It would mess with this. Like, Fazani's, you know, economy is still super important, and the Galactic Empire is going to want that intact when they eventually do get us. They do want that economy. That's good shit. Uh, you know, so, like, they're not going to do it. There's too many shit. Yeah, like like Giot pointed out, there's too many ships. There's no way they're ever going to explore, you know, check all these things. Can't be done. And besides, they just won't do it because that would be really bad for business. And, you know, no military has this act to, oh, sh- shit. They also mentioned they had Fezanis on board. And I think what they're getting at was they had people on board who could identify fake IDs and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned that. They're like, yeah, he's bringing the Fezani onto the searching ships specifically to make sure, yeah, to fake spot IDs and smugglers shit and people with, you know, illegitimate mm-hmm. paperwork. Yeah, so yep. they are the captain of the ship is like, well, they got us. We can't really do anything because they have guns and we don't. And Julian says that, hey, remember how Yang took over Islehorn? Well, we can fake him out. So what they do is they call back to the Galactic Empire ship um, in a video of like a Skype call that shows Mashengo and Julian all tied up and beat up behind them. And he's like, listen, we found these dudes trying to stow away. Uh, can we hand them over to you? They're Free Planet Alliance spies or something. And so the Galactic Empire ship's like, okay, cool. And so they kind of dock with each other. 
And right as they're about to hand them over to the Galactic Empire ship, they beat the crap out of them. Mashengo goes on like a killing spree. Yeah, they've, they're in handcuffs as they're walking up. And as soon as they make like a statement about it, and is like, wow, you're pretty young mm-hmm. for being a commander, huh, buddy? And Julian just kind of like looks at him, squints for a second, handcuffs. and then just takes his handcuffs <laughs> off. Yeah, they just pop off, and he's just immediately, he pops the handcuffs off, and then he pops the fuck off, as does <laughs> Mishango. And they just, yeah, beat up and shoot everybody in the room. It's amazing. Yeah, so they capture the Galactic Empire Destroyer. It's this little ship. So we're going to take um, the destroyer, and then Marinus is kind of like, what about my ship? Ooh, we're going to have to leave it behind. And, of course, the pilot who he hired was just like, Kona, oh, yeah. man, I've never got to fire a fucking super cannon before. Let's do this like, shit. Well, we, like, no, well, don't blow well, up I guess my we baby. Blow, he's like, we ship. And he's like, no, I just finished <laughs> my payments. <laughs> no, yes. that ship was two days away from retirement. <laughs> and it just, bam. And then he went, yeah, wait a second. Like, Technically... This destroyer is my ship now, isn't it? Well, I guess so. Huh. That's not so yeah, that's bad. That's the best part, yes. Like, he's just kind of like, he's like, hey, Julian, you owe me a ship. I'm taking this one. You can't, dude. There's all sorts of guns. That's fine. We'll take them off. It'll be more storage for, like, more space for cargo. You can't do that. Thanks, Julian. See you. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, at one point before they left, the pilot actually referenced uh, Marinesque's ship as being small, and Marinesque had a kind of a comment, kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. Where's your ship? <laughs> It's kind of talking shit about my ride. They blow up that ship. um, Well, they get everybody from that ship onto the Galactic Empire Destroyer, then blow it up, and then they go into Free Planet Alliance territory as the Galactic Empire ship, because I guess it's stealthier that way. But um, Mm -hmm. it looks like Julian and Mashenko are going to escape from Fazani territory, which is good. Yep. And that was the end of 47. And there's one point I do want to visit that we I just remembered. It just came to me. I was like, oh, yeah, we skipped over that. Uh, when Yang is coming up with the strategy, because they're asking, like, because Yang mentions the way we win this, like, before abandoning Izzelhorn, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, there's a, what do you mean, the way we win this? Like, what's our strategy? He's like, oh, well, they have, like, one really big thing we can take advantage of, and, just, oh, what is that? And he's like, hey, is Reinhardt married? And they're just like, mm, no, what? He's like, yeah. Is Reinhardt and- married? And like everyone's just kind of like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then and then really the insistent on this. Yeah, then the very yeah. next scene is them talking their strategy, and Reinhardt's kind of sort of like, I want to be at the front line. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of obvious where they're trying to go with that. Um, Yang mm-hmm. is desperately in love with Reinhardt and wants to marry him. And they're obviously that. I thought it was the, the other best, way around, but yeah, well, and that's the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to unite so, two yeah. governments is to have a royal marriage. Hey. God damn it. Yeah, but hey, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Uh, if you aren't already following us on whatever podcast service you're using, please do. Super appreciate it. Um, I would say tell your friends, but I mean, I mean, do, but make them aware it's going to be a bit of a backlog, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> at this point. Uh, but yeah, we super appreciate it. Any comments, we super appreciate those, especially the good ones. The other ones I could take or leave. Uh, but yeah, thank you. And thank you for hanging out as always, Giop and Kuvo. No problem. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, till next time. Space anime. Spanime. Or spanime. <laughs> Buenos noches. <laughs> <laughs>